The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Tinakoto Katoa no my Haidamaiki Dietary Requirements, the spin-offs food podcast. Every fortnight we get together to talk about the cultural, social and political role of food in Aotearoa and we get to break bread with some of the buzziest people in the local hospitality scene. Ko Simon Day Takawingawa and I'm joined today by spin-off food editor Alice Neville. Kia ora Alice. Kia ora Simon. Food boss, entrepreneur, shawarma kava, Sophie Gilmore. Kia ora Sophie. Kia ora Simon. And from Hobart, we're being joined by Visa Wellington on a Plate Program Manager Beth Brash. Kia ora, Beth. Kia ora. Or should I say, g'day, mate. Hey. Oh, that was a pre-prepared joke that Beth's already <laughs> used in email with me. That's right. <laughs> I've, used it, I've used it a lot in emails, so I'll tell you what. G'day, Beth. How are G'day, you? Mate. Are you okay? Beth is trapped in yeah. uh, COVID-infested Australia, <laughs> even though Tasmania hasn't had a case since when? May last year, yeah. We're not here to talk about the politics of COVID-19, but uh, <laughs> we, we have deep sympathy for you, Beth, but it's a pretty good oh, place to you. be trapped, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's not, yeah, it's not the worst, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's a great city, and I, yeah, so I had been here for 10 days, so I was over here for Dark Mofo, and then uh, due to fly out on Sunday, and 14 hours before I was uh, jumping on a plane, they they locked me out, so here I am. That was going to be my question, was it a work-related trip? Ah, uh, oh, look, I sort of feel like when you work in food and events, Everything's work, but business no. and I, I pleasure. Went, I, Everything's yeah. tax, tax deductible, right? Well, yeah. no, no. I was here for I was here on a holiday. I was here for pleasure, but you know, it's the things I like. You know, so there's always nice. crossover. And actually, hilariously, I really liked like part of the like lots of like things with the ticketing system and stuff. So I've already been in touch with them since I've been here. So hmm. um, yeah, yeah, there's always work to do. Awesome. So the reason Beth is joining us is because we're really excited to be partnering uh, with Visa Wellington on a plane to to promote a festival that I desperately love. I think it's um, one of the coolest things that happens in food every year in New Zealand. And because after much begging and persistence, <laughs> dietary requirements is officially on the program. August 15, a live podcast at the Parrot Dog Brewery out in Lyle Bay. Come and see us in the flesh. Uh, we're very pretty as well as having um, wonderful radio voices. And thank you so much for having us, Beth. I can attest to that, the prettiness. I yeah. thought you were going to say you Looking can attest you to the um, begging and pushing <laughs> I can also attest to that. <laughs> Simon. So it's been a really interesting time for the hospitality sector as a whole, really tough time with um, the pressures of COVID-19. And 
Wellington on a Plate really felt that last year and was initially postponed and then sort of reconfigured its whole uh, program and sort of vibe and became what I thought was a really appropriate opportunity, a local-only festival, uh, a, a really important opportunity to, to invest in our uh, amazing local people. What was it like last year, Beth? How did you, how did you cope, respond, uh, sort of manage uh, the, the pressure as everything unfolded with the pandemic? Yeah, um, there was moments of shock. So just just as we were going into lockdown, it, we the day before we had sent out, you know, everyone, emails to everyone saying, "Hey, yep, you're in." Or um, so we kind of knew exactly what the festival was going to look like. And then, um, yeah, as we were, as it was really clear, you know, we were going from level three to four that sort of time. Um, I just sent everyone an email. Uh, and just sort of said, put us at the bottom of your to-do list. Don't worry about us. You've got so much to worry about. Well, you know, you've got so much to do, so much on your plate. We'll be back. We'll work it out. But right now, just focus on surviving and getting through this. And so um, it was a really weird time. And I think for the first two weeks of lockdown, um, yeah, there wasn't a lot to do and um, it was quite scary whether we would even be able to do anything. Um, but I don't know if you all felt this, but it really felt like it was sort of like two weeks in after Easter and then, you know, the cases were going down and it was really clear we were going to come out of this and, you know, that we weren't going to be in lockdown forever. And that's just when we, like, we just kicked into overdrive and it was really exciting and if initially the the kind of recovery side wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with the festival at all. And we just flipped our website um, the, um, to become at yours, which was a one-stop shop for all the like level three sort of takeaways and um, click and collect, that sort of thing. Um, so that was pretty exciting. And then when it was really clear, sort of moving then from, so I think from like sort of two to one, and we we're just like, ah, oh, we can do this. Um, and so we just kind of started the train again, I guess. Like it was just kind of cranked it back up. And I mean, it was hard. It was really hard and exhausting um, doing what we typically do, I think, in eight months and sort of having to do it in sort of four, five or yeah, four. So, um, but yeah, it was just about, it was about recovery and um, everyone was just amped for it. And we just had such a successful festival. I mean, ticket sales were better than 2019 when we, you know, as you would know, Simon, like when we had sort of these rock star chefs and stuff coming through. So And because and the festival was born out of... Um the idea of providing the industry extra support during quiet months. That's sort of the, totally. the, the the basis of where it came from and has become even, you know, so much bigger than that. But this felt like the festival doing its job in the its most purest sense. And Yeah, it was this return to origin. Um yeah, because t- well, yeah, it started uh thirteen years ago and um yeah, it was August was a really dead time. And um, Sarah Meikle, my boss, festival director, she was given the task of fixing August for hospitality, <laughs> which is no, you know, which is no small job. And, um, you know, you would argue 
that, yeah, she nailed it, that KPI has been ticked because um, now August for Wellington is the second busiest, second only to just before Christmas, you know, like hospital part, um, like the yeah Christmas parties and that sort of thing. Yeah, and so. I've heard restaurateurs say the opposite, that they're busier during um, the festival than they are in Christmas yeah, sometimes, well, so it's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. It's such an amazing time. And so looking to this year, how is the festival different from its usual programming? Um, is, it, is it still a really local focus? Yeah, yeah, we did want to keep that um, local focus. And even um, we do have uh, three people coming over from Australia, uh, touch wood. Um, and um, so we always bring over Morgan McGloan from Bell's Hot Chicken to launch the festival. Um, got Annalise Gregory from Tasmania. Uh, so she's coming over to do a foraging um event with Hillside and Palisa Anderson from Boone Cafe Chartai in Sydney. Um, and they were sort of they're kind of last minute additions once the bubble opened. But again, we, we they all have New Zealand connections. So Palisa's uh, husband's from Porirua and, you know, like they all are, um, either have connections or are from New Zealand themselves. So, yeah, we did want to still keep it very locally focused. And Annalise's father's Mark Gregory. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Mark's my yeah. um, co-chair of Dynaid. He started the Dine oh, cool. Charitable Trust and um, was recently showing me some photos of how proud he was of his daughter. Aww. It's awesome. And oh, he owns Restaurant yeah, so Hub as well. So there's heaps of New yeah. Zealand connection. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and we, and, you know, what was it, last year, I mean, the people that we had, the international chefs that we had that were going to come down for 2020, I mean, they were they were phenomenal and is very excited. And all of them are ready and waiting to come back. I was going to say, can you tell us? Year. No, I've tried, no, I've tried I, to get the tea on this a number of times, but yeah, I'm almost excited no. to wait for the surprise so for whenever cool. it's available to be rolled out. Will they be as relevant, as yeah. hot, and um, I guess as sought after? Yeah, I just and also I just think someone said to me the other day they're like New Zealand stocks are high, you know, outside of New Zealand, like everyone is just just fizzing to come here. So I think even yeah, those that we had that are that really want to come here. Um, but I just feel, you know, we'll probably get the pick of the crop. But awesome, yeah, it's it's exciting. But you know, again, it's the this year and ticket sales for the events that we've had have just been ridiculously good. And I, you know, I, I, I am just so proud of the festival this year. I just think it's the strongest it's ever been. And, you know, that's so interesting for me in terms of, you know, like I, I don't want us every year to just just be focusing on these international chefs that are coming here because there is so much going on that's here. That's quite a compliment um, to you, though. People are obviously confident in the programme direction, whether or not it includes those people. People are up for yeah. looking for something to do and they trust you that it's going to be a good time. Yeah, yeah. No, that's very nice. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's good. It is. It, I think what was cool last year is we um, just in terms of um, marketing and and you know it, it was moving so quickly and tickets going on sale and we didn't have as much marketing spend 
around tickets on sale as we typically did. And it's these these kind of uh, experience, exper- experiments that you would never run outside of, you know, just a typical year. Um, but the ticket sales were, ex- you know, exactly the same, if not better. And so that to me says we have this really loyal following that, yeah, that are going to buy the tickets regardless. And yeah, so yeah. Are you guys, are you guys keen for a new KPI? If you could maybe turn hospitality <laughs> into a seriously regarded profession in New Zealand, oh, that yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Next year. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, That's absolutely part yeah. of what the festival can do and what I love about Wellington on a Plate is it's it's not just special menus or burgers or cocktails. There's, there's really big conversations about sustainable seafood, about foraging, about the role of tikanga Māori in the future of New Zealand's um, food identity. And I think that's what makes it special. It's it's high low culture at its best. I've been to um, a with Beth, I believe, um, a really fun wine tasting session with Yvonne Lorcan that was all um, mm. what era was it? Nineties. Oh, the eighties. The eighties power. It was, lunch. Power, yeah, it was, it was power lunches with shoulder pads and. Um, Square ties and and awesome. and it and it's fun and it's silly and then it's really serious and smart as well and there's something for everyone which I guess leads to the question that I was um, going to ask next Beth is how do you program such a big event what are you thinking about to get that balance over a whole month and what does your R and D look like because it must be it must be quite fun sometimes yeah um it's Interesting. I think, um, so first of all, it's kind of this balance. And so I don't, like, I don't say this is the type of event that we want. Like, we'd have an application process. So it's this really, um, you know, like I'm, I'm talking to restaurants now. Uh, you know, they've always got ideas. As soon as they've got their application in for this year, they're thinking about next year. And... Um, and it's just kind of massaging those conversations over the year. So, but, you know, on, what was it, like March the 3rd at, um, so the applications, um, they close at midnight. And honestly, I mean, it's got better, but really, we don't really get most of the applications in until like half an hour before. And then they just start like <laughs> streaming in. Yeah, we, and then that next day, it's really exciting because it's just, you have no idea what some of these, like that, what some of these events will be, you know, I feel like I know everything that's going on and then suddenly there's just these, all these new events that I hadn't talked to, in, you know, somebody about or, you know, they just put it in last minute. It's just this like, you know, uh, five minutes before midnight idea and they just kind of put it in. So is and it more like you it curate it rather than create it? When the events yes. come through, you sort of go, yeah, that sounds good, but maybe a bit more this way or... Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, but then what's been really interesting is so over the last sort of five years, I think we have brought in a theme, and that theme, you know, the first few years it was the theme was kind of brought in more from a like kind of a promotional marketing point of view, but what we found and it was it was that actually this really that really. Um, Sort of dictates the kind of events that we get to get to see. So, um, last year, 
the theme was common ground and we came up with that pre-COVID, you know, um, and yeah, like just, but then to have that theme and the kind of events that we wanted to see, which was, you know, more community-based and, you know, that sort of kaupapa was so perfect for last year. Mm. Um, and then likewise for this year, this year, the theme is out of place and, you know, you've got um, just... I think it really just, people just have so much fun with it. And that's what we've always wanted to do is just like encourage fun and um, yeah, that playfulness. What was the theme with the 80s power lunch? How was that connected? I, I think it's like splore in your dress up. Like it doesn't have to be directly connected yeah, to Yeah, that's what I think is quite cool. Yeah, exactly. That's how you yeah. interpret it. Yeah. So the theme is out of place. Tell us about some of the events that fit particularly into that theme that you're excited about. Yeah, so when when we come up with a theme and we like to kind of keep it pretty vague, so there's like loads of ways of interpreting it. And with out of place, you know, it was kind of, for me, it was like this thing is not like the other. But I guess maybe in the world that we live in now, a lot of the, um, a lot of events have, uh, have a theme around, you know, like, yo, you can't travel, let's bring, you know, this uh, cuisine to you, or that sort of thing. So there's some really great events. I um, absolutely adore their, their, so World, the brand, they have an amazing perfumier uh, called Benny, and he's an amazing storyteller, and he does, so they're doing world uh, around the world, and uh, so it's a food, cocktail and perfume pairing. Cool. And uh, it's just so magic because just bringing in this, yeah, this kind of, it's a whole sort of sensory thing. And then Benny, um, yeah, he's such an amazing storyteller. And yes, yeah, so it'll kind of go around the sort of, um, well, yeah, literally around the world. I was really sceptical of this idea. And then I got to experience it at the um, launch event for 2021 Visa Wellington on a plate. And it just makes sense once you get into it, like the the way that it taps into all your senses and the storytelling idea of food. And it worked so incredibly well to have, um, you know, a, uh, a perfume, that idea of uh, scent associated with, with food. But uh, Benny really seals it. He's he's a yarn he's a yarn <laughs> god. Yes. He um, he yeah. tells those stories so so well. But that's so you know. I personally think that food you know it, food tastes better when you know the story behind it. One hundred percent. And so and yeah and and like if, and even like knowing the people behind it, I just think. If you know that this food that you're eating or uh, that the money that you're going to spend on that goes to like awesome good people, I just think it tastes. I so think it's good. so interesting how many times I'm reminded that food is such a mood. You know, you can eat the same thing <laughs> on two different days and it can taste different and it can feel different. Yeah. And I'd rather eat something that's got a really great story. It would make it taste better than if, you know, it was served in its most perfect way the next day with no story accompanied. It's so interesting how your brain's so relevant to the experience that you have. Totally. And Alice, you know that, you know, everyone asks about beer, yeah. you know, everyone's like, what's your favourite beer? It's just like, depends how I'm feeling like or what your the weather's child. doing. It's impossible. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm yeah. particularly excited about, I won't get to go because I'm not going to be in Wellington at that point, but Shepherd at Sea because I have a lot of... Um, oh, my gosh. A lot of unfortunate <laughs> memories of travelling on the inter-islander ferry as a child. So explain that a little sick. bit, Alice. Um, it is Shepherd, the great restaurant whose chef owner is Shepherd Elliot, and it is kind of... Uh, well, it's on the inter-islander ferry, and it's like the golden age of... Travel is that the theme? Yeah, Beth, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if you can't yeah, go on so a cruise, go on, go on the, the uh, go on the Inter Island. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so I just think this is what's magic about the festival is just like so. I want to get like you can get those like ship apps and things, or following you know like or like flight apps and stuff. Like you'll be able to see this the Inter Islander just doing yeah. laps around the <laughs> Wellington Harbour. I just think it will be so funny. Um, yeah, so one night only, two hundred. People, they've pretty much sold most of the tickets. I think there's 10 tickets wow. left. And, um, and yeah, everyone will just be, like, dressed to the absolute nines, going on to the Inter-Islander. It's going to be cocktails to start, I think a four-course meal, um, and then you like, dessert canapes and things. And you're on the Inter-Islander. Classic. And, they, like, and the Inter-Islander are so just, they're just so thrilled and so excited about it. And, you know, and, again, this is just what always blows me away is, is – just how excited everyone gets, but also just how above and beyond they people go, and and really just how August is this excuse for hospitality and other people getting involved to just do something a bit random and just give it a go. And uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I hope that this event will be one of these legacy events that will happen every single yeah, year. I hope so. Can I, I ask a kind of bizzo boring question? Do how does it like the financial planning of Wellington on a plate must be outrageously complicated, or is it that each individual event has to kind of pay for itself in terms of you determine the ticket price once you know how much it's going to cost? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so we don't we don't take any ticket sales or anything. So it's all just yeah on them but what we've done in the last few years is um because that's also you know like that is hard and I, particularly for these types of events where uh you know like people don't understand events uh, like it's a huge you know the amount that goes with, into it but i guess you're providing yeah, the head yeah. office staff and the marketing like arm to it yeah. so there's a, a leg up from yeah. you guys but it's still brave isn't it yeah, yeah. I mean, I get asked continually if my job is a full-time job. Or, you know, like, well, Beavana, Beavana's two days a year, you know, and they people don't understand that it takes a whole year to put these is things on. Is it usually on. dudes who ask um, that? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> White, pale, stale male. <laughs> my, my, my wife often gets asked, like, what's the job that accompanies her floristry hobby? Oh wow! Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, good, good, good. But um, but and on that, so we have now um created a, with Visa a grant, so an event grant, and so what that's meant is it just takes the risk out of some of the the type of programming that we want to see, which is these risk taking kind of out there, um, just once in a lifetime events, and that has been phenomenal. I mean, the events that we've got. 
this year that fall into that that got the grant um there's this amazing um have you heard of hugo girl yep no so george george um is a drag queen here in wellington and um just an amazing like runs uh sort of drag and burlesque shows so he's um pairing with uh jackie at lashings and they're doing a sex and food burlesque dining event awesome. that sounds cool and i just think it's just gonna be so hilarious and yeah already hearing about um they've got like a local potter <laughs> to create these like uh, suggestive plates <laughs> that you um, will have to lick the. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> like, it! Wow. Lick clean if you uh, if you catch me. I've never I've never been able to get through the barrier of putting food and sex together. I don't. I I've struggled. Yeah, food I'm and, food do, and do you mean drink? like you're not into Sorry, chocolate sex, body paint? Exactly. <laughs> right. Sex and drink works, but not sex and food. So I'm I'm keen to go that to that event to be convinced otherwise. Like right, maybe right this sounds like a separate. Do you think that separate podcast? Like that sounds like it's more of an entertainment event. It's not like an actual strip club. Like you're not going to be turned on in the audience, probably. <laughs> I don't have know. a pie while having sex. Well, isn't there a I Seinfeld mean, episode about that? And it's like George is eating a sandwich. Well, I don't I know. probably. Yeah. Well, and also it yeah, is quite it is. interesting that I don't know. I think some people are just more sensual about things than I others. I don't like, like the whole like. Yeah, like, like oh, that dish is so sexy. The cleaner. But what about someone <laughs> feeding someone, like, a strawberry? I'm like, that's such an awkward thing for two yeah. grown people to do, yeah, but people love it. <laughs> Not my bad, but each to their own. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I encourage yeah. all listeners to get into the program as soon as they can because stuff is selling out. I The two things that I was really interested in attending is already gone. The pickling class. Uh, I really yeah. wanted to mm-hmm. do a pickling class and I wanted to go to Nico's um, famous scone baking class to heckle them, to no, tell oh, everyone Pravda. that scones suck. It's so, Pravda's sorry. scone making class, but... Uh, Scones I'm are the worst. You are no you you are no honorary Wellingtonian if you don't That's like That's what I've told him many times. Yeah, we've actually had a whole podcast about that, Simon. Let's not bring it up again. I can't not bring it up enough. Hang um, on, so have we already missed out on the events that are either side of our one? Well, no, there are uh, so many events. I could get on there too. Yeah. Heaps of free ones. So yeah. there's the, that's mm. that's the beautiful thing is you can you can pay uh, to have this amazing experience on the Inter Islander with uh, with Shep. Or you can just roll up to an incredible free podcast on Sunday the 15th of August at uh, Parrot Dogs Lyle Bay Brewery and have, you know, probably the smartest conversation you could have about food. (laughs) And some delicious Parrot Dog beers. And delicious food too. Delicious. That's actually, I mean, one of my favourite parts of the festival is the pop-up section. And it's just because when... In hospitality, if you're running a restaurant, when can you just like completely transform your restaurant and just try something new or just do something, you know, just completely change it up, um, you know, for your, you know, it's super fun for the staff and... Yeah, good for morale, um, like a bit Um, of a boost and a change. yeah. Yeah, it's just so cool. And the things that happen every year, I mean, so... I just love, so Field and Green, they are doing this, now doing this series, so it's the third one in the series. Um, Laura Greenfield, the chef there, she's from the UK and Jewish, and so now she's 
they every year they they're sort of uh, exploring this like Jewish diaspora across the world. So they started in Rome. There's like um, like Rome, yeah, Roman Jewish food, and then did Brick Lane last year. Um, and now it, this year it's Barcelona, so Greece, so Grecian Jewish food. So interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. That yeah. sounds delicious. Can you go on your website, can you go search by date and just yeah. see what's up and then just book every? I'm just going to book everything on sure either can. side of our... The filters You've are You've got to get in and do it quickly, though. We're talking about how... <laughs> Thank you. Thank many you, more filters are required on a lot of those sites. Like, if... If inside, not encyclopedias, but if directories were doing their job better, don't you think the filters would have evolved a bit more? Like we were looking at Hobart <laughs> accommodation and it's like, I'm willing to pay more for something that's really nice, but I'd rather say somewhere that's small and cheap if it's cuter and better taste or whatever. And um, Trina that was sitting at the table with us was like, what if you could filter by chicness? Yeah. <laughs> <So> like, imagine <laughs> what you could do with filters. It'd be hilarious. Do you know, um, we had, so we can, in the application form, like, so we build it every year. And then for burgers, we had one, it was like, is your, is your burger name a pun? You know, and it was just like yes or no, and we were gonna have that as a, like as a as a filter, but we didn't. But what was funny is that because every year people pull down, like they just kind of tap into the API and then just pull down all the information for um, a spreadsheet, and it's very people are Whoa, going crazy. Whoa, do for, they? Oh, mate. Don't get me started. The the spreadsheets that like the yeah, the intenseness of it around burger is Nuts. incredible. And the boomers just going um, wild with the highlighters. Like my mum with the writers festival, <laughs> she's got to get like two programs going <laughs> so she can like have that page open, but also read that one at the same time. Burger feels very Burgers millennial. It's millennial on Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. people would really try as hard as they can to like knock off a large chunk of the burger. Uh, menu. Oh yeah, it's wild. Do, do we do yeah. we have an official stat on the most burgers eaten during the month of August? Oh my god! Last year, a guy he so he was supposed to be travelling. I think he was supposed to be going overseas or something, and so he took he took two weeks off and he ate ninety nine zero ninety Whoa. in nineteen wow. days. That's too many burgers for anyone. That's more than four and burgers like, a day. Yeah, that is max, oh. and that is correct. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah, it, what was really cool though is because there is a there's so there's a Facebook group, a Burger Wellington Facebook group, which I just read and watch from afar, and I love it so much. And um, that so he just ended up being a moderator on that, and he would just post every single burger that he ate, and you know, like gave his little review and things. And I mean, this that when. He like ones that he liked were just would just transform, like everyone would just like flock to those places. Um, yeah, such it was a, really such cool. a niche like, on that burger influencer moment for him. <laughs> <laughs> Love that, mate. Do you know that so many of the influencers in like the food influencers in well in Wellington, pretty much most of them have come about through Wellington. Yeah, right? I prefer it that way that they have something to do with food. Yeah, and they know yeah, 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 a little exactly. bit about food and what they're talking about. I think that that makes great sense. What a good launching pad! Exactly. 
Yeah. Hey, Beth, we're really grateful for your time, especially given your circumstance, although I guess you don't have much else to do at uh, nine o'clock in the morning in, in Hobart. Other than plan a festival. I am... Um, on my honeymoon when I was in, um, mostly in Bologna, I put, in, put on 11 kgs in uh, three weeks. Hobart's a, another incredible food city. How, how is your, um, you know, eating four to five times a day going? Can I get some hot tips? <laughs> no. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will, I will send you. I've got a Google um, map oh, with brilliant. all hot tips. I'll send Thank it to you. you. Yeah. But, well, yeah, the, the, actually the eating has slowed down since I'm ha- actually just kind of have to live here now. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that so shift in holiday to I'm actually a totally. resident now. You're like an unsupervised child yeah, and yeah, you're like, yeah. okay, now I've got to be an adult again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, now I have to, yeah, I've been even just been like cooking at home and those kind mm. of things. Um but no, it's great. And gonna go to um, Templo today. What's Templo? And Templo is is kind of um, modern Italian, I think. Yeah, uh, pretty much just everybody has recommended it to me. So there's yeah, and it's just there's a lot of kind of chefs choice, like chefs menus sort of thing. So um, that's today. What else are we gonna go? Oh, there's. Um, Sunny, which is a wine bar and yeah, just kind of, um, great. Yeah. Just like tiny little wine bar, great food, great wine. Um, well, it sounds like you've really landed on your feet. Um, but we do, we <laughs> yeah, do wish you not... luck in your return to New Zealand, hopefully in time, uh, for the festival's launch in August. Don't say that. I really, really want to get on that plane on Thursday. <laughs> We're so grateful for um, your support and for you having us along as part of the official program. And we just love to support uh, Visa Wellington on a plate and really looking forward to this year's festival. Oh, well, really looking forward to seeing you all down Thanks, there. Can't wait. Thanks yeah, for having us exciting. too. It's exciting. Yeah. Good luck getting home. Uh, hopefully we see you soon. Yeah. Yes. And thanks to our new podcast engineer, Taihi Butler. Woohoo! Ooh, first dietary requirements. Very exciting yeah. uh, to have an official engineer in the house. Mm. We're Big, all growing up. Uh, it's, it's very, very exciting. New level of professionalism at uh, the old spinoff.co.nz, the podcast network. I wonder Big, if the notes are going to start coming through a bit earlier than five minutes before recording now. <laughs> Oh, this came Jeez. through yesterday. Yeah, no, this was yeah, Although this was it did, did get postponed, so that <laughs> did give you more time to prepare. Big shout out to Has Beats on the theme music, to the members for making the spin-off happen. Like, share and subscribe. Definitely get your ass to Wellington for the month of August and go to as many events as you can. The local hospitality industry needs your support. Kakite. Kakite. Bon voyage, Beth. Bye. Bye. Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spinoff Podcast Network.